0: Hello, everybody. It's the Bookcast number 167. Uh, a Nintendo Direct just happened, and we're going to talk about it like the good Nintendo boys that we are. Uh, the number one Nintendo boy is James. Hey, James, what's up? Um, I didn't think I was number one, but hello. And, hi. We also have uh, Nintendo Boy A. Josh, how are you? You've kind of put yourself into a corner there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that makes me. I'm just like here. Hi, I'm Steven. I didn't say that either. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about some <laughs> Nintendo Direct stuff. There's a whole pile of stuff that they packed into half an hour, and we're probably going to talk about it for longer than half an hour, so let's jump right into that thing. So they started off with a whole bunch of 3DS stuff, which is kind of fine. Uh, we've made our no, opinions clear about <laughs> about how much we want the 3DS to be done, but... You know, there's there's going to be some interesting dates coming up that will probably stoke that fire. But firstly, WarioWare Wear Gold. Um that's a thing. I'm kind of pretty okay with this. It seems to just be a collection of I don't know if all or just the best. I didn't quite catch the detail of that, but like a whole pile of WarioWare Wear mini games with a whole bunch of different control methods, like the microphone, the touch, the motion, the buttons, everything you could possibly imagine to play weird little Warrior Wear micro games. Um Is is anyone kind of interested in this like me? What's what are our thoughts, starting with Josh?
1: Yeah, I think if it released a year or two ago I would have been excited for it. But now it's the kind of thing where I mean like it takes a lot for me to pull out my three DS now when I've got the switch to play on, and I don't think this is enough. Yeah, it's an
0: extremely good point. Like (laughs) I probably would have been more excited for it a few years ago. I I still like that it exists, but dang yeah, you're very right. (laughs) Any thoughts, James?
2: Um, my only um experience with WarioWare is the Wii games. Um, uh, yep, not- yep. um and the reason I kind of found myself really a huge fan of them is because I played them with one of my friends and we were both taken aback at how random it was. Um <laughs> <Yep>. like <laughs> pull the snot out of the nose and stuff like that. Shave um, the man. Yeah, yeah. But doing all of that in front of your friends really quickly without a chance to even be inhibited was really the charm of it, and that—that for me that's what the appeal of WarioWare is, so doing it on a 3DS isn't the same, you know?
0: That is a good point. Like, I don't know, I did play the GBA and DS uh, WarioWares, and so I think I have a bit more... I don't know, I guess appreciation is not the right word, but I can't think of a better one. But I enjoy the sort of single-player, just weird, what am I going to get to next? Like, can I get a high score and unlock all the cool stuff? But, yeah, it would lose the multiplayer stuff because, yeah, that was a really, really big deal with, like, smooth moves. You're doing, like, put the Wii remote on your head and do squats
2: and all that weird stuff. Yeah, and amazing. that was amazing because uh, I would so never do fun. that. <laughs> but in the heat of the moment, I did. I'd did. i do anything that WarioWare it's told like, me I, to.
0: I can't lose. Ah.
2: Yeah, um... <laughs> And, like, I feel like this would be more fun than 1-2-Switch, and it's not on Switch. Yeah. Um, but we probably shouldn't... We shouldn't set us trend of saying every <laughs> single 3DF game should be on Switch, but... <laughs> I feel like this one would do well on Switch, you know?
1: Oh, WarioWare would be so cool on the Switch. Like, we've seen all the crazy things that you never would have imagined would be possible in the, with the Joy-Con in Labo. So just thinking about how you could use it in WarioWare gets me excited. Like, imagine that 1-2-Switch yeah, game
0: where you're, like, biting stuff, and every
2: time you bit, Wario was like, um,
0: that would be just like instantly better.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's cool like that, you know, it's going to be a compilation of all the other stuff and you're going to have like one, I guess, place to go that's more recent. Cause I'm sure it's hard to source the DS ones or the, gba ones um yeah definitely. but yeah i can't help it and you won't have to use the
1: peripheral for the um twisted games where you had to use the motion oh like, yeah like i forgot about that motion plug-in you had to add into the gba so you will not have to carry that clunk <laughs> to <dig> around. yeah
2: <sighs> wow um yeah i don't i think that's cool but i just it's definitely not for me um unfortunately so cool. yeah
0: that's fair um, I don't know if this one will be for you. Did you have any opinions whatsoever on Dylan's Dead Heat Breakers?
2: Um, who? <laughs> no, I don't, I've never played. <laughs> I've not
1: played a single one of the Dylan's Rolling western Neither game.
2: have I. I'm assuming they must sell well for them to keep making them. Um, yeah, I guess so. Like there was, not it a
0: not trophy, but the assist assist trophy in Smash? So it's a character that they are yeah, trying to yeah, keep a thing. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, like, so I didn't even realize he was a Nintendo character
1: until he popped up in
2: Smash. So <laughs> there he
0: is, it's the little armadillo boy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think it, I'm. I'm assuming these games are probably a little bit too simplistic to kind of expand into like a full-on retail kind of title. But um, it's cool that they keep going. Yeah, it's, you know, fills that little middle spot between big Give game and tiny indie. Yeah, also that. I think, I think this is like a character that they kind of need to put into a Smash Bros game as playable to get people interested, you know what I mean? Um, Force people kind of to like, get I feel like nobody...
1: familiar with him, like Fire
2: Emblems. Yes. Yeah, like nobody really cared about Fire Emblem until they played as Rory and Marth in Melee, so they should do the same with Dylan, maybe, you know? If they do that, will is that his Dylan name? be the Earthbound is of Dylan... 2019? I'm assuming Dylan is the armadillo, like I could be wrong. Is this like a Zelda thing? Yeah. <laughs> <Where>? <laughs> no, Dylan's the princess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dylan fans.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, any thoughts, Josh?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know really what to say because <laughs> I haven't played any of the others in the series, so it's kind of hard to get excited for another one when I don't really know what they are.
0: Yeah, no, that's pretty much me too. Well, let's uh, let's move on. The next one is Mario & Luigi, Bowser's Inside Story, plus Bowser Jr.'s Journey, which is a ridiculously long title, and I think it's kind of similar to what they did with the Superstar Saga. Remake, remaster, whatever. Um, yeah, it's a game coming to 3DS. Yeah, it's, it's got depends. new graphics. It's got new extra sort of behind the scenes story content. And it's coming out in 2019 on the 3DS.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, that that's... What the fuck? Yeah, straight like... Ugh, I, I don't even know what the deal is here. I mean,
1: it's the kind of game that I will actually pull out my 3DS for, but 2019, that's like a decade away. I don't know if I'll even remember my 3DS at that
0: point.
2: All our charges will have stopped working. (laughs) I don't even know where my 3DS is. Well, (laughs) whoops.
1: We're wonderful Nintendo fans.
2: Let's, like, maybe attempt to talk about this. I think it's interesting that, you know, Superstar Saga, they remade it with the Bowser's Minions kind of extra campaign-y kind of thing. Um... And they're obviously doing that with this too. Really cool. They're focusing on Bowser Jr. I do find it very interesting that they've skipped um, the Partners second game. Time. Yeah, Um but then from what I understand, because I never really got into these games as much as everyone else did, I think Partners in Time was the not the best one. Yeah, I mean Bowser's Inside Story it was still is still good, definitely but it out. doesn't
1: link to the others as much. Right. Yeah, and um, Bowser's Inside Story one of the main bad guys from Superstar Saga is the main bad guy in this one, so there's more of a connection between the two. So it's, I guess they kind of want right? to strike while the iron's hot. Yeah, Fourful's the main bad guy in Inside Story.
2: Right.
0: Okay. Um, I don't know, I'm kind of keen, but not, because I have Bowser's Inside Story on the DS unplayed, but I've been reliably informed that it is sort of the best of the series, so... I guess it's a good one to, you know, if you still want to play it in 2019 on your 3DS, it's the best Mario and Luigi game, so that's a, a nice thing.
1: The only thing that'll bum me out about um, the remake is that Superstar Saga, they made a lot easier. Yeah. Like, they had a lot of optional things you could toggle, but there were a lot of baked in simplifications, so I kind of want to play it on DS first so I can see the sort of pure experience, I guess.
0: Yeah, now that's, that's an actual genuine concern. Um, you were going to say something, James?
2: The only thing that I didn't like the look of was um, the way you turn your 3DS sideways and you can play those big Bowser levels. Uh, they remind me of those um, <laughs> those pretty awful levels. I think it was in um, Dream Team where you play as a big Luigi or uh, something, and it's like, do you guys remember what I'm talking about? I can't remember which game it's from. Were but you it's like poking,
0: poking Luigi's big face while you were inside his stomach while he was asleep? I don't know, that was a weird game. There was a
2: level, there were like weird outsourced levels in one of the recent games where, um, yeah, you had to control a big Luigi or something and you used the gyroscope to move them around and it was pretty awful and it was like the only bad bit of a good game. Um, But I can't remember what they were, it was now, but oh well. <laughs> oh well.
0: Well yeah, that's coming. Uh, Detective Pikachu was next on the list. There's not really much new, it was sort of just like a story trailer showing some new... I don't know if they know if they're even new locations, but she all more detailed for the locations and Pikachu's personality. He's a, a gruff detective man with a gruff voice who likes I coffee. Love it. I
1: love seeing that come out of this cute little Pikachu. It's so good. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this one, honestly. I'm pretty like, keen, but... Just that absurd... D-
0: how does it uh, play? Kinda. Yeah, I don't think we really have much indication.
1: Uh, from what I can tell, it's sort of
2: like Professor Layden with minigames or something. Right. That'd be cool. Like, I, I'm definitely going to try it, for sure. It's probably the only 3DS game I'm super excited for, so.
0: I didn't get the release date, but I think it's reasonably soon, so find your
2: 3DS, you don't have March much March 23rd. Time. It is March. I know that much. I think it's March 20th from memory, but I could okay. be wrong.
0: But yeah, that's not far at all. Um, next on the list, Luigi's Mansion is being remade for the 3DS. <laughs> I don't know, I was initially, when this came, like, was announced, I was kind of happy, because I have a soft spot for the original Luigi's Mansion, but kind of, once again, it's one of those games that I probably would have played had it came out a little bit earlier, like, I don't know if a remake of an old game that I liked is gonna bring me back to the 3ds but i guess if you haven't played it here's a cool opportunity i don't like
1: the idea of it being on that tiny 3ds screen like it's the kind of thing we got to get sort of soak in the atmosphere the real creepy art design and the ghosts and have all the sound blaring through the speakers and stuff i think that tiny nice. 3ds
0: screen is just gonna ruin everything yeah and no, i definitely agree like the one thing that is kind of nice is the whole diorama sort of effect it worked really really well in luigi's mansion 2, and i imagine it'll lend itself pretty well to the original being made as well but yeah you don't quite have that same atmosphere when it's not big in your face loud it's just sort of looking into a
2: little dollhouse
0: that's got spooky ghosts
2: in it i remember um when i'm glad
1: people get some oh, oh, you, yeah i remember
2: when um when luigi's mansion first came out and i like was the first game i got on my gamecube obviously and i just remember thinking like Wow, like, graphics are never going to get better than this. Like, this is so realistic. <laughs> you, like, see his um, hand grab the doorknob, you're like, whoa, he has individual fingers. And there was, there was like, lights that moved. Oh, yeah, he had a torch. <laughs> was, that
0: was amazing.
2: And there was, like, um, carpets that, like, folded, and it was oh, just, like... The I was, dust like, as he walked like, around the- was amazing under his feet. Yeah, this is the peak of, like, visual visuals ever <laughs> like, but um, the thing that I guess I didn't really like about Luigi's Mansion 2 was I, it was kind of chapter based um, and yeah. you had to keep kind of returning to the professor and that was kind of annoying Um, I kind of hope they don't do it for this one
0: I would hope they don't change the design too much but yeah it's a fair point maybe they'll they might make adjustments for the handheld nature of it which who knows I guess we'll find out
2: this is yeah. The first like, Luigi's Mansion
1: wanna... was so much better. Like the um the ghosts in the sequel, none of them really had personalities or stories outside yeah. like of bosses. Yeah, but definitely. in Luigi's I Mansion, totally every main ghost they've got their own backstories. They've got puzzles you have to solve in order to lure them out, and they're people, so they're just really creepy and eerie. Like there's one scene where you walk into a ballroom and there's sort of like dancers twirling around the room, and the music's playing, and it's all really creepy. And it's sort of like uh, my first survival horror, I guess, but it's really
2: well done. It prepared me for the Resident I think, Evil yeah, remake. It's... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> I remember thinking, "Wow, the chandeliers are going to look so good in remake." <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, there's I, I, the only thing. Like, I just don't know why. I feel like they're kind of gearing up to do like a third game. Don't you reckon? Or I yeah, mean, that's p- possible. Like, I, just I just don't see why else they would kind of bring this out. Um, and then once again, like, I just don't see why they wouldn't just do this with two together for the Switch, like a kind of compilation of some sort, but... It is
0: kind of interesting, you know, because we'll we'll talk about one a bit later on, but there were more than a few games that were coming to both Switch and 3DS, and it's a shame this isn't one of them.
2: Yeah, I wonder if, like, this is just the engine for Luigi's Mansion 2 repurposed, um, and it was just probably cheaper or easier for them to do this rather than just trying and move it all over to the Switch, um. Or, yeah, I think that's it, to be honest. Yeah, or maybe, like, conversely, they, they've they promised they'll support 3DS, and even though they might not necessarily <laughs> want to as much, this is one of the <laughs> things they decided that we should put this on 3DS What well, since we can, you know?
0: Yeah, possibly.
2: Yeah. Cool. I just think, like, Luigi's mentioned one, like Josh said, or Steve said, um, just a really nice-looking game with great art, great atmosphere, and like you definitely lose a lot of that shrinking it all down. And I'm sure there'll be some effects missing and stuff. Um, but yeah, we'll see.
0: Cool. Maybe to recreate the effect, just play. If it only under there was the some sort
1: of virtual console <laughs> that you could use to play GameCube games on a Switch.
0: We don't talk about the virtual <laughs> console. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do talk about Switch games though, which we are now out of 3DS section and into the Switch area. The first Switch game they talked about was Kirby Star Allies, which we mostly knew all about, but they revealed that there's going to be some free DLC coming after release. Um, so the DLC's coming March 28th, and I believe the game's coming out the 13th, but I'm not sure. 16th. Cool. Um, but yeah, the DLC, it's got all the cool friends from a lot of the other Kirby games, which I'm kind of really happy about. So it's got Rick, Kine, and Koo from Kirby's Dream Land 2. Marks from Kirby Superstar and Gooey from Kirby's Dream Land 3. And they're all just great, fun animal friends that help Kirby out. And it's, I I love them so much. And I'm so happy that they're still in Kirby games. I just
2: like the mouse.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm really glad that Nintendo
1: are um, buff, like boosting their games after they've released all this free content, even if it's something small, like a couple of extra characters and that it's just nice that you don't have to fork out money for every little thing, you know? <laughs>
2: yeah. I think the only thing with this is um, Star Allies, from what I hear, especially from some of the, like, data mine stuff from the demo, um, seems to be quite a meaty game with quite a bit of stuff to do. Um, and I feel like, because these guys, these these bud- animal buddies or whatever, they're all going to be, they're going to, like, slot in and be playable at any point in the game, right? Like, that's the idea. I believe so, it? Yeah. Yeah, so I just wonder now, like, why I should just wait two weeks? Do you know what I mean? And yeah, then that's a good point. Play it then. <laughs> yeah. Like, are um, you going to finish I the don't...
0: game in the first week and then play it again because the animal buddies are there, or it depends on the time? Yeah, of person like,
2: I guess. Realistically, like, I wouldn't. So I'd rather just wait now. Um, and I think it's fantastic. It's free. I mean, they probably wanted them in there to start with, to be honest. But at least it's free. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know like I this has kind of made me I'm still excited I'm super excited for Star Allies, um but this has kind of made me want to wait a bit before I play it until the, these guys come out so yeah cool cool I don't know if anyone else feels the same but that's just how I feel I have like a million other games to play so yeah
0: I'm kind of in that boat so I wasn't gonna buy it on launch day so this is nice for me by the time I get it it'll have all the cool fish boys and birds and all the other ones, a gooey little blob.
1: Jack-in-the-box thing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um. But yeah, so we've got Okami HD. I kind of expected this to happen just in general, but I wasn't expecting it for this Direct, so it took me a bit by surprise. Uh it seems to be based on the recent HD remasters that came out for every other console. Uh, they've got motion controls using the Joy-Cons, so similar from what I gather it will be kind of like the Wii motion controls were for the Wii remake or, or release of Okami. Uh, and touchscreen controls if you're in handheld mode, both for sort of the painting sections. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty happy this is here. Akami is a a really cool game that I've never actually finished. I don't know if I'll buy it again on Switch because I have it on a whole bunch of other consoles, but it's cool that it's coming to other people. Yeah, I'm glad Capcom didn't just kind of move on.
1: They said, oh, yeah, okay, you didn't get this one. We'll give it to you next time. But they actually did end up delivering in the end, even if it is a bit late. Yeah.
0: I know you've been playing it pretty recently, not on Switch, of course. But did you have any sort of general thoughts about? You know, was it a fun time for you, James?
2: Um, yeah, good game. Um, I get, I get a bit weary saying it's like the closest thing to Zelda you'll get that isn't Zelda, um, because then people kind of compare it quite a bit. Whereas I feel like it's a very, because it's obviously Platinum Games before they became Platinum Games as one of their first games, mm. um, and. It's great. Like, I really liked it. There were a few pacing issues I had with it. Like, if you, if anyone's played it, they'll know it's, the game is split up into three acts. But that means that at the end of each act, you kind of feel like it's all ending and stuff. And then it's like, no, there's more. And that can kind of get a bit, I don't know, mentally, it just becomes a bit like, oh, I thought I was done. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it's a little bit too mm, long yeah. for its own good. Um yeah I do remember the but,
0: length like back in its original day sort of the length of the initial intro it sort of takes a long time to get going and just yeah. the general length of it was an issue with a lot of reviews I read back in
2: 2000 whatever it was It is a bit slow to start up and there's a lot of annoying like ukulele-esque noises as well so it can be a bit grating to <laughs> to get through the opening scenes but I do encourage anybody who's super keen on this to give it a go um really fun action Slash Adventure game. Um, Not quite Zelda, but close enough. Um, And it's, you know, literally probably Platinum's first game before they became Platinum. Um, I think the best thing about this is it kind of signifies that Capcom didn't really give up on the Switch. Um, Although, why would they? I guess Street Fighter did quite well, despite it being awful. Yeah. What (laughs) happened there? It was objectively awful. Um, But... It's yeah, pretty cool. I'm pretty happy that this is coming out. But now just give me a Resident Evil game, Capcom, please. Please. Not Revelations. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've played them enough. Um but yeah, Akami's really good. I think the motion controls will be quite cool as well, although I feel like in the heat of battle it's going to be easy just to do it with just control sticks or whatever, but if they pull it off to be intuitive as say like Odyssey or something, like I'm sure it will work out really well. Yeah. Josh. Yeah, that that's pretty pretty much sums
1: up everything. I'm glad it's coming. <laughs> cool. Um, well...
2: Yes. And they should put Amy into Smash Bros. Also. That would be great. Imagine or that. even
1: the Capcom fighting games. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe they cut her. Oh.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, let's move on. Speaking of cutting... Sushi Striker, Way of the Sushido. That's a game. <laughs> uh it was previously
0: a 3DS exclusive, and now it's coming to Switch. Uh, I don't know much about it. It seems kind of like a action puzzle sort of game. I haven't really been keeping an eye on it. It sort of doesn't have much interest to me, but it's nice that it's coming to Switch as well as 3DS so that no one misses out.
1: Yeah, I'm just so happy for the developers that it's coming to Switch because this would have died on the 3DS. Yeah. It doesn't really have any marketing push at all. It would have been on a console that's on its way out, except for the big names, and that just would not have been pleasant at all. We've already seen that happen with Ever Oasis, mm. and even some of the big name games like uh, Metroid and Fire
0: Emblem. They've done well, but I think they would have done better if they were pre-Switch. Yeah, no, that's totally right. Like it's, I think on Switch, it's not as, it's not going to be as much of a home run as it might have been in the first year when things were a little bit more slim for games to choose from, but. You know, it's still going to have a much better chance of being picked up and being a bit more, I don't know, popular and talked about being on Switch, whereas on 3DS, it, I think is fairly there's this, only a fairly niche group that is still actively talking about the 3DS. So it's yeah, it's good that it's coming to Switch for that reason.
2: Was was this announced like ages ago or something? Because I feel like the way people are talking about it was as if it's taken a while to come out. It was for
1: 3DS, but they only just announced the Switch version. Mm.
2: Right. Yeah because um, develop- I know it's developed by the people who did, like, Electroplankton, um, NES Remix, SNES Remix... I mean, no, not SNES <laughs> Remix. That doesn't exist yet. <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> And the, the Retro Game Challenge games. And they've all been pretty solid, like, l- experiences. Um, yeah, I didn't realise that. I thought that. the most striking... The most striking thing about the trailer was, like, it kind of reminds uh, me... of. It looks like a really fast-paced puzzle game you can play against somebody, like Puyo Puyo Tetris or something. So I'm pretty keen to try it. I think it'd be really fun and really tense to play it against somebody, especially.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Like, yeah, Puyo Puyo is something that I've enjoyed a lot online, and, yeah, they made a big deal of how this can be played online and, you know, is fast-paced and stuff. So, yeah, maybe I am slightly more interested after you reminded me of that.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. See? This is what I do. Thanks, James. (laughs) (laughs) You're Um, welcome.
0: Project Octopath Traveler. Uh, It has a Traveler's Compendium Edition now. That has an eight page.
2: It's um, just called Octopath Traveler as well. Oh, thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> thank you, James. You are no longer a project. You're truly an asset to the project. They've
0: the surprising new name.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: S- but yeah, Traveler's Compendium has got a pop-up book. It's got a coin that is the same as a coin in the game. It's got a map on some paper and it's coming out on July 13. I, I, I think I didn't really get too much into Octopath, but I know the people that played the demo were kind of, you know, pretty happy about it. Did either of you play the demo? Why didn't you play it? I've (sighs) downloaded the demo, but I haven't played it yet. But now that I've seen that amazing
1: pop-up book in the collector's edition, I feel like I need to play it just so I could justify getting that pop-up book. (laughs) (laughs)
2: I'm
0: I'm playing old video games that are irrelevant now instead of demos
2: of new games. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) I think um, the thing with this game is uh, it really depresses me because I just don't have the time for big RPGs anymore. Um... Yeah. And but I really want to try and make it work with this game um <laughs> because the demo uh it was pretty interesting but what I really like about it is it's just got such a visually striking art style. Um mm. that kind of HD 2D sprite work that they've they've got going. Um it just it just it's so weird but it works so well. I just love the mood and the atmosphere of the world. Um so I really want to try it, and I really want to make it work, and finish it, but I have to see what else comes out in July. Hopefully nothing, so I can just spend all my time on that. We can work through our problems. I think so. Octopath the pop-up played. book is super nice, like a really cool way, because it's pretty much what the game looks like, you know?
0: Yeah, the image that they showed yeah. of that looked really kind of incredible. It's sort of more than I'd expect for a collector's edition. Normally you think... It's just going to be like an art book or something, which is not bad, but not as impressive. Yeah, just
1: as like what a crappy statue like. of a character who you've never seen before, so you don't know whether you actually want a statue. <laughs> exactly. Of
0: them, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, it. I, I think like the com they talked about the combat system a bit more as well. Um, how you can mix the classes together to create new classes, which I think is really cool too. It's got that kind of old school Final Fantasy job system, but this kind of twist where you can mix classes. Um. I think it'll I think it'll be really good. Like I'd have really high hopes for it. Um, just finding the time to mm. f- play it, you know. Uh to be twelve again.
0: Anyway, uh Travis tri- uh, Travis Strikes Back is a no more Tracks Back. Um Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes. That's a game that's <laughs> coming out and reminds me that I have No More Heroes one, two and the weird PS three sort of mashup. All three unplayed, so I. This just makes me feel guilt. Uh, but I know James played no more. Have Heroes any of us actually to- <laughs> played any
1: Nintendo games ever?
2: <laughs> James has. James <laughs> plays lots of games. I played. T- I play too much. Um, <laughs> so, um, so this one kind of disappointed me a little bit. Uh, okay. It, Tell me I don't more. know. I could be wrong, but. It's, it's wearing its budget on its sleeve, I feel. Like, it looks definitely like it costs less to make. Um, whether that's a bad thing, yeah, we'll I see. Guess. Um, it, se- it seems to have, like, all the DNA and stuff, but just the way the camera's positioned with the way the combat seems to be playing out, there's not that... Um, it just doesn't have that kind of, I guess, finesse. It, th- it just looks a bit mashy. You know how, my, like, most indie games um, now are... Usually, either a two D side scroller or like a isometric kind of game,
0: yeah. where
2: you like a twin stick shooter. Do you know what I mean? Something like that.
0: Yeah, like yeah. Dead
2: Nation, all those kinds of games. I feel like it's kind of going that route, but it still has that kind of kooky kind of pseudo kind of look. But I don't know. Low-budget to me, yeah, like the there's first something two-
1: weird about it. It just doesn't really seem no more heroesy.
2: Yeah, like and um. It- I, to me, No More can Heroes... can
1: kind of make it fit, but it doesn't yeah, feel exactly yeah, yeah. like a No More Heroes.
2: To me, No More Heroes is about the boss battles, like, first and foremost. Um, and yeah. 1 and 2, there's just so many boss battles I can rec- recall, like, off the top of my head, even though I haven't played them for so many years. And I just don't see that happening with a game like this. Um, but we'll see. Like, it'll come out, maybe... We haven't really seen... The boss designs look crazy like really cool um we'll just i just got to see how it plays i guess yeah uh dark souls remastered that's that's something that i have that's a game
0: that i've played um so i can finally talk about it a little bit but they didn't have <laughs> too much information to say about it the uh, mainly that there's an amiibo hey josh how how are you doing do you have to play dark souls now
1: <laughs> well, yeah i was i was probably going to skip this one cuz i think i <laughs> I've tried to play Dark Souls about four times and never really got that far into it. It just never clicked with me. But yeah, now they're holding me hostage, basically.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Nintendo. Make sure... Make people enjoy Dark Souls by force. That's the only way.
1: And it's great because the Amiibo works on a meta level because the game is super hard and the Amiibo is exclusive to the eBay store, which means it's going to be super (laughs) hard to get the Amiibo. Oh,
0: man. Yeah, (laughs) that's... I saw that tweet come out from Nintendo Australia and my heart dropped like... I'm going to have to just wake up really early, or whenever it goes up, maybe just, I don't know, leave work early to go make the order or something, because I really, really <laughs> want this. It's like the first amiibo in a long time that I just absolutely need to have, because it's so cool, because uh, it's Solaire of Astora. He is, he is a cool sort of fan-favorite character of Dark Souls. Is like the the one shining positive light in this depressing... It's like horrible world. He's just a happy man who just wants to cooperate and help you. So he's, yeah, he's a fun dude. And you can kill him, right? Oh, yeah, you can if you're a horrible, horrible (laughs) person. But you shouldn't because he's nice. Amiibo doesn't do much, though. It sort of lets you do his trademark. It's amazing.
1: What are you talking about? hmm?
0: Oh, well, what does it like? It unlocks a whole taunt. A whole taunt that you can do any (laughs) time that you get in the game anyway, but you can get it
2: early if you want to praise the sun. The only thing that I have to add to this is the Switch footage they showed, I thought, correct me if I'm wrong, but it doesn't look, like, much different from the original game. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, I, it doesn't no, look like I played different. on PC, so I'm a bit
1: biased there. It looked kind yeah, of garbage um, on
0: PC, too, let's be honest.
2: Yeah, like, when I, when they say, like, a remaster, like, I kind of felt like maybe... The PS4 and Xbox One versions will look much better than the Switch version, um, but it just kind of took me back by how similar it looked to the original game.
0: Yeah, I think it probably is going to be very similar visually just because of how similarly powered the Switch is
2: to the consoles that it was originally yeah, exactly. on. But like, but I think the Switch version is more expensive, isn't it? Um, ooh, I haven't looked at that, actually. I know the retail for Xbox and PS4 is 60 bucks. Um, oh. That's nicer than I expected.
1: I think that's the same on Switch.
2: I don't know what Switch is, though. I'm pretty sure Switch is different. Mm. And I've got the
1: press release. I can find it. Quick talk to fill in the gaps.
0: <laughs> uh, there's a network test happening. then. Yeah, fifty nine
1: ninety five.
0: If you want to try and find out how it plays, it's probably not going to be the best demo, but there'll be a network test happening at some point between now and release. And if, if it's anything like the network test for the other Dark Souls games, it'll just sort of give you a small area and let you is really to test out the PVP and sort of all the networky stuff more than it is a demo of, you know, hey, you're new to Dark Souls, here's a, you know, a demo that'll show you what the game's all about. It's not really going to be that if it's like the past ones, but I'm kind of keen just to see how it looks on the Switch and on PS4 and how, you know, how much it's going to be going without to be played portably but yeah it's cool look forward to that should be fun uh so the next game that was on the list is mario tennis aces they spent a lot of time on this game going into a lot of detail of all the little nuances of how this is going to be different from your your parents tennis game uh there's a whole bunch of playable characters it's not ultra
1: smash please buy our game
0: (laughs) yes it's not ultra smash that is the number one thing we all need to be 100% sure of that game was bad, and I wish I didn't buy it. Um, we have the Queen of Floating, Rosalina. Um, Yoshi and Chain Chomp are in it, and a couple of others that the don't The Chain Chomp is mind. the best. <laughs> um, it's going to have a pre-launch it tournament, sounds- I assume, to test out the online multiplayer. So that's that's nice. It'll be kind of like the test punch, like the test fire. All, yeah, sort of, that's kind of what they do with all their online games. Um, and yeah, a whole bunch of extra stuff in the regular game. Trick shots, uh, which I built up with a meter that you do th- that you build up through extended follies. But there's also a basic mode if you don't want all that weird, over-the-top Mario tennisy sort of stuff. If you just want basic kind of Mario Tennis 64 tennis, I guess, then that's an option there too, which is nice. Um, yeah, you were talking a bit before the show, James. You're a little bit more interested in this now.
2: Yeah, and I never thought I would be. Like, who am I anymore? But, so... I don't know, like I've never played well, I have played bits and pieces of, you know, Mario Tennis, Mario Golf, all those like the strikers game. Um, never really got into them that much. But this looks pretty cool, I thought. Like the I understand purists probably don't like all the extra stuff and like how hey, you can if you smash someone with a special attack enough, you break their racket and they automatically lose. That, like, <laughs> oh, that's <yeah>. really cool. <laughs> <laughs> But it's really also mean, like a huge really cool. risk to
0: do that because if you don't break their uh, their racket, then you're sort of sitting there recovering from the giant shot, and they can just you know hit you back.
2: Yeah, like I I don't know, like it's it's a bit there's almost these kind of fighting game design choices that have been implemented into it. <laughs> um, like you can, if you someone does a super move against you or whatever, you can kind of if you time it right, you can counter it or parry it. Um, and you've got slow slowmo it's like which time they should just add Bayonetta into <laughs> yes, <this. laughs> yes <please. laughs> they should add her into everything, let's be real, but um, I think it looks really cool, and the visually it's quite nice uh it's not that basic, like the lush the areas in the jungle and stuff look really lush, and the characters a big nice cast of characters Rosalina like floats boo floats it's just they've kind of got those little details down pretty well, um yeah. Right, like, and then story mode looks really different and cool and stuff, you know?
0: You know? I do.
2: And you know, <laughs> Do you know
0: John
1: Osh? 1, 2? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be cautiously optimistic about this one, because I think after the last few tennis games haven't been all that flash, I think they might have finally realised, oh, hey, this franchise is in danger of dying out, we have to do something. So I, I like what I see so far, and I'm just going to hope that they deliver. <laughs>
2: Whatever has Amiibo support. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Announced it already. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about any games until they've got Amiibo. Yeah.
2: Um, the one thing I really like about this as well is they've got, you know, the, the cool new mode with the weird mechanics that are cool. And um, yes. then they've got, like, the purist mode, which is just normal tennis. And then, like, for the people who really liked Wii Sports or something, they've got that kind of mode too. I think that's really cool that they've kind of catered to all audiences and it's a pretty complete... It feels like it's going to be a really complete package, you know?
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. That's certainly... You know, there are a lot of people... I don't think it'll grab as many people as Wii Tennis did, but for the people that did enjoy that and that are on a Switch, it'll be a cool way if, I don't know, your mum wants to play with you or someone who just prefers the motion controls, they have that option too, and it's you know, looks like it's thoughtfully implemented into the game without making it, you know, too crazy, which is really nice.
2: Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. Speaking of nice little mushroom men... Let's That's what we were about talking ca- about. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Captain Toad. <laughs>
0: yes, we should do that. Um, yeah, this is another one of those ones that is on both Switch and 3DS, which is kind of... I This is one that I hoped would come to 3DS a bit earlier, but, you know, right now it's going to be, if I get it, it'll be on Switch. But I think it'll suit the 3DS really well. Like, each level sort of suits that really diorama 3D... A lot of it was about moving your perspective to get a different view on puzzles and stuff. And I think the 3D could possibly really add to that, making it a, you know, possibly cooler game on 3DS as much as not many people will buy it there.
1: Yeah. The 3D effect would definitely be worth it buying it for, I think. Mm. But at the same time, it's hard to, it's hard to choose between the really nice, crisp switch graphics with the co-op mode and the 3D or the
0: touch controls and
1: the 3DS. So it's cool that they've given each one enough to distinguish from the other
0: one. Yeah. But at the same time, you're probably only going to play one. Yes, yeah, and no, I totally agree. I I don't know if I'll buy it personally just because I have it on Wii U already and I don't know that the Switch adds much except for Mario Odyssey-inspired levels, which is, which is a cool addition, I guess. But I think I kind of have had my fill personally, but a lot of people didn't get to play it on the Wii U and... So it's really awesome. This is one of the best sort of hidden gems of the Wii U that the people who have switches now will be able to give it a try.
2: does this like confirm that you know Captain Toad and Mario Odyssey are the beginning of like a shared cinematic universe <laughs> <for Nintendo? laughs> the m c u the Mario Cinematic Universe yeah, like all the odyssey all the time you see Captain Toad in Odyssey like you know. That's true. It's like this Captain is, Toad this is...
1: will return in Mario Smash Bros.
2: <laughs> they should do, like, yeah, like Rise of the Tomb Raider, but, like, Rise of the Captain Toad <laughs> to find out how <laughs> Captain Toad, came, Winter Soldier. The <laughs> the fungal Knight. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is really cool, once again. Um, unfortunately, not for me, because, as you know, I played this one to the completion mm. pretty f- feverish, feverishly, Um yeah. Was there an Amiibo for Captain Toad, now that I've said that?
1: Uh, there was a Toad figurine, but right. it wasn't a Captain Toad series one. Okay. It was just the regular Mario Party one that was compatible uh, with
2: it. Okay. Right, okay, cool. Yeah. I don't know why I thought there was a Captain Toad one. Guess not. But, um, yeah, pretty cool. Like, once... I, I've i said it so many times before on all the podcasts I'm on, but, like, you know, like, the Wii U ports kind of annoy me because I've played them, but then, in terms of pure numbers, like... People who own a Switch probably haven't played the Wii U games, so it's nice, I guess. Yeah. You know. I totally yep. agree. The next 3DS one, surprises me, but it worked quite well. So
0: yeah, it once again, I kind of, I would have played it on 3DS if it came out two years ago, or you know, earlier enough that I'm not already kind of wanting to play everything everything on Switch. But yeah, it's really cool. It's going to have its own unique little charms. So that's nice if you're still a, a 3DS fan, number one. Undertale, that's a game that's coming to the Switch now. We don't know when it's released. the The release date that they eventually. gave was yeah, eventually. Like, <laughs> okay. Apparently, I was reading on Twitter. This is the perfect announcement
1: trailer. Yeah, I mean, it, like it just captures the crazy humor of the game just in that tiny little ten second snippet.
0: It's one that I've been meaning to play for the longest time. I bought it on Steam, but I very rarely play games on my computer. I bought it on PS4 and Vita, but I just haven't gotten around to it. Will I buy it on Switch? Who knows? But it looks like it's going to be a fun game. Apparently, I saw going around on Twitter today that something to do with the latest version of Game Maker being able to build for Switch now. So I guess that might be yes. how this is happening. And that, yeah, that could lead to a whole bunch of other games coming over to Switch. I think Spelunky, at least. Yeah, I'm so glad they finally
1: got that sorted mm. out. Like, There's so many great games made in Game Maker that were just ruled out by default on Switch. Yeah. And even though some of them were made in the old version, I'm hoping that the porting process isn't too much so we can start seeing things like Rivals of Aether on here.
0: Oh, that's a Game Maker game, is it? Oh, yeah.
1: I love that game.
0: I've never played that because I don't... Did it ever actually come out on a console or is it just like early access on Steam still?
1: Um, It was on early access on Xbox One. Ah, okay. And then I think it came out of that recently.
0: Okay. Well, who knows? If that comes to Switch, we will tell you within a two-week period on this podcast. Um, I think the trailer... Like, like know much. five
2: seconds from me. I don't know much about like Undertale, but I think the trailer was really, really charming. Um, really, just really good. We're well done. Like, I don't know anything about Undertale, but like, I'm kind of keen... I've always been keen to try it because um, there's a lot of discussion that happened around it when it came out. Um, but now I'll just wait for Switch, yeah. I think. <laughs> I just thought the humour in the trailer was quite
0: good. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be the number one thing that I keep hearing is fantastic in Undertale. The just the general humour and writing of it sounds like it'll really be up my alley. I guess I'll find out. Um Yeah, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy was the next one, which is one that another one that I, I haven't bought this before, but I've been kind of curious to see if this would come anywhere but PS four and I'd heard rumours about it, but I know I didn't all altogether didn't really expect this to come to switch but here it is it's all three crash bandicoot games fully sort of remade in a new engine and apparently has broken hitboxes but who knows about that I'll I'll play it and see if that's so much of an issue but yeah I'm I'm really keen for this I really enjoyed the crash bandicoot games when they came out sort of I was all all about crash bandicoot 2 and 3 and went back to the first one did any of you have any like Connection with Crash Bandicoot previously, or is if you play this, is this going to be the the first? Yeah, for wake you?
1: me up when we've got the Spyro trilogy. Yeah,
0: yeah that's
2: for <laughs> sure. That's look, I'm sure that's happening too. Like, I feel like Activision had a good relationship with Nintendo when it came to Skylanders. Um, I just think of like the amiibo collaborations and stuff. I'm
0: curious if anybody's going to have not already bought it by the time this comes to Switch, because it's been like number one selling game for like a year straight in Australia. Never. So. I guess if you're like me and haven't already bought it, you can get it on Switch, but, you know, surely there can't be that many people that want it and haven't already bought it given the sales so far.
2: I think, like, people still. I don't think everybody. I know it sold very well, but I don't think everybody necessarily bought a PS4 just to play it. Um, There were definitely a lot of people who did, and Mm. they're probably a bit annoyed now. Um, But I think, like, because this is obviously coming to Xbox One and PC as well. um, Imagine the mods, (laughs) now that (laughs) I've said that out loud. (laughs) um, Crop mod. You can mod in Spyro. <laughs> um, Croc mod. <laughs> um, you need to let Croc go. No! Not happening. No! He died never. along with Vex and all those others, Tack and the power of Juju. I never um, saw a body. I've, I, I, the only thing I really have interest in with this is to see how it scales down. Um, and then once more, it's portable Crash Bandicoot. Um, Steven, I know you, the Vita had portable Crash Bandicoot too, but nobody cared. <laughs> So the Switch, you know, I just think it's cool.
0: It'll be really interesting to see because Nintendo-only people have always sort of seen Crash Bandicoot off to the other side of games and never really played it. It'll be interesting to see their opinions on it, and I can imagine there'll be some not-so-positive opinions. They'll be like, this came out when Mario 64 was out? What the heck? But, yeah, I'm kind of curious. I think
2: I think I, I also feel the same way about Mario 64. I feel like Crash Bandicoot is quite overrated. Um but it's just you know this, this it's just this big wide kind of options that you've got on the Switch in terms of your platformers and I just don't see how that's a bad thing. Do you know what I mean? Like Yeah. I just I just think it's cool that if you buy a Switch now, you can play Mario on it. You can play Sonic on it. Luke and you can. you can play Crash on it and probably Spyro soon too. Um yeah, like, I just think that's really cool. And I would never have thought it would happen, but it's great. Because these are, this is the first time these games are available as well. I think it was the Wrath of Cortex, which is the fourth game, was on GameCube. But before that, yes. they were all PlayStation only. So And like these three are the cool. ones that
0: were made by Naughty Dog. And probably, I mean, I didn't yes. play any of the other Crash Bandicoot games after the PS1. But from what I gather, it never quite was as good as the first few games after it went to different developers. So, yeah, it's the good ones that are coming at least. Yes.
1: Cool. I just hope it leads to Crash Bandicoot being in Smash, and then it'll just be an extra punchline to the joke of PlayStation All-Star. <laughs> that would be
2: crazy. <laughs> I'd love that so Imagine much. Imagine Crash, Spyro in Smash, along with Sonic of Alongside
1: Sonic, Pac-Man, Cloud Strife, yeah. then add in Goku, and then I think you've got, like, everything. Oh, my God. <laughs>
2: um,
0: okay. Uh, the next one, I, have, I don't really know much about this next game. It's called Little Nightmares, and it's a complete edition, which I guess is... Means that it was out on other platforms in an incomplete version, so, I guess. What um, is this?
2: It's basically, it's like a side scroller um, from a group called the, I think it's Tarsier Studio, um, and they did. Um, they
1: did Little Big Planet, and it was really good and really creepy, so when I found out they did this, I was really excited.
2: Did they do Little Big Planet? Oh, theater. The beta one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> has anybody I finished it. I thought it was quite good, but it's very much, um, you know, running from left to right, pulling a lever here and there. I don't think it's particularly... It didn't jump out at me. Like, it's a solid 6 to 7 get out of 10 game for me. Um, okay. But the complete edition, there's actually two campaigns. Um, one where you play as a kid with, a, like, a history to do with the story, and then, like, one where you play as another kid that's related to everything, but separate if that makes sense um it's just one of those cool like little it's almost like I'd say a Pan's Labyrinth kind of story okay but no I feel like now I feel like I've put it I've like put it up too high on a pedestal it's like (laughs) it's it's a story where there are no words spoken but it's like it tells its story to you through its visuals and it does quite a good job and it's quite symbolic but it's also very dark um the price will... What I'm trying to say with this, I guess, is the price will really matter. Um, they can't charge too much for it, I reckon. Do you think it'll be a game-changer being able to wear a Pac-Man on your head? Um, <laughs> yeah, so the game has a lot of unlockable masks already. Um, okay. They're just costumes, purely cosmetic. Um, I'm assuming because Bandai Namco publishes this, that's the link there, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, I think so. I don't think there's
0: much more than I that. I feel
2: like... Was it really worth the effort to program it in, or do these people just do it so that Josh will buy them? Like I don't know. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I think that's it
1: because I I didn't even know this game existed until today. And now you just have there to you buy know. it. You've already put pre-ordering. Um, what what was the one where you team up with your teddy bear? Was that un- under sleep or under the dreams or something? Oh, teddy um, together. I got oh among the sleep. Yeah, teddy
2: together. Amazing. Among the sleep. Yeah.
0: That's the one, yes. Um, South Park, the fractured butthole, that's coming to the Switch, which is coming on the t- April 24th. And the interesting thing that they mentioned during the presentation, which is, you know, you can kind of understand, but it's kind of annoying. It doesn't include any of the DLC released thus far, but you can purchase it all separately if you want it. It, I think... Yeah, that's Ubisoft. It makes sense in a way. Like, it's not all out for the other systems yet, so it would kind of be weird if it was all included in this version but not in the others. But at the same time, I'm sure this is going to oh, be at okay, a premium price. okay, that kind price. of makes sense then, actually. Like, yeah, the Switch is going to be an $80 game and it'll be reduced to $40 or whatever it is on the other consoles. So yeah, you be able to get it for like $10. Um, right now at, at JB. Oh, okay.
2: Well, there you go. Like, just for reference. I think this is a no-brainer because it's running on the same engine as Rabbids. Um so oh, yeah, you know I it's forgot about probably that. Really? Though. Yeah, it is. It's running on the same engine as uh, Rabbids, wow. so um I remember I might have even said it uh, like in a few podcasts ago that they're probably going to port it and I'm glad I'm glad that I was right. <laughs> purely <laughs> for ego purposes. Truly an RR. But um <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it's running on Snowdrop, um, which is like the Division, South Park and Rabbids, so quite a quite a, a versatile little engine they've got going there. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, the DLC thing is kind of is a bit annoying, um, but then I feel like this game's not coming out too long after the game came out October last year. Um, so is it really like we're still kind of in... It's still in the development cycle, you know? Yeah. Still kind of... Like, I don't really like to make way. excuses. Man, I
1: thought it came out ages ago. I didn't realise it was so recent. Yeah,
2: October last year. It was meant to come out December the year before, so that might be why. Um,
1: oh, yeah, that might The be most it. interesting
2: thing I find with this is they ported Stick of Truth over to the new consoles with this as, like, a pre-order bonus, um, but obviously that's not coming to the Switch, so that kind of sucks a bit.
0: Yeah, I would really... Um, I was kind of hoping, when I saw the fractured butthole come up, I was like... That's cool, but I really want to play Stick of Truth. Apparently that was better, and it's the first one. It'll be kind of a you know,
2: better place to Have you not, have you start not played maybe. them? I haven't played either of them, no. They're, they're both pretty good. I think Factor Butthole's a bit more, like, streamlined. It's much easier to play. Um, okay. But they're both pretty good games. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't know. I think, like, if they're going to be selling this full price, chucking in Stick of Truth would make it a little bit of an easier sell. Do you know what I mean? Because those people, mm, the mm, thing with Stick yeah. of Truth, truth is is like people on xbox one and ps4 might have probably played it on ps3 or xbox 360 whereas with switch like people haven't probably haven't played them you know what i mean yeah exactly
0: like it never came out on a nintendo console before and there are a lot of people who only play nintendo consoles generally so i
2: think to be yeah it's it's a great it's a great little game and with some great humor behind it um and I guess it's nice that they're getting we're getting the DLC at all. Like remember back in the day where Wii U games would come out but there would be no DLC for them. So oh, I think yes. it just signifies that pub- publishers are bothering, which is nice too. So Yeah, and yeah. clearly the shop has the ability to support the same kind of DLC structures
0: that the others do, so that's nice. We see the positives in things. <sighs> we're we try- I'm trying <laughs> like <laughs> You're a shining light of positivity. Thank you, James.
2: <laughs> what about South Park Amiibo? <laughs> <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> Just like flat ones, like Mr. Game & Watch, kind of. That'd be oh, great. Man.
1: A Mr. Slave Amiibo that you could insert into the other Amiibo.
0: <laughs> 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 sure thing. <laughs> um, so we know the date that Hara Warriors Definitive Edition is coming out. Uh not much else. We already know basically everything else about that game, but it's coming out in May this year. Was it May seventeenth? For some reason I didn't type down the exact date.
1: Uh something like yeah. that.
0: Coming out in May. That's really all that we learned there. The Nintendo is still trying with arms. They it's got continuing legs. Uh, <laughs> there's a new <laughs> So you would say that yeah, it has legs. You might say that. That you, you just might. They're doing a
1: test punch. Get it? Because it's called arms, so it has legs. It's a pun because they're both body parts.
0: Oh! Yeah. I, I have arms and legs. Cool. Um. Yeah, because... see?
1: It's really relatable. But yeah,
0: they're doing a test punch, which is, just from what I can gather, just another hey, if you didn't try out arms, here's a free opportunity to try all the characters so and give it a go. I guess it makes sense because a lot of people didn't have Switches when it first came out, so here's another... Chance to jump into the wonderful arms arena, and they're doing like competitions as like full on tournaments from what I could gather. But I have to admit, I kind of tuned out when this came on. Um, any thoughts, Josh, as the, the arms uh arms boy of the podcast today, as the leading
1: expert of arms who has never played the game, I think <laughs> this is a really good idea. <laughs> so, really, you're just the pun expert. Of no, arms. I, I played the first. Te- <laughs> I feel like I've done all the marketing for the game.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's a shame that we didn't have a friend of the show, Mel, on, because I know how much she loves ARMS. Yeah, um, she, she, she bought it a digital. So that's That's how much she loves it. She bought a that's digital. Dedication. That that's
1: That's a real gamble.
2: Yeah, yeah. like, you can't <laughs> no, return. No, it wasn't. She was, yeah, <laughs> you can't return if you don't like it. She's definitely not regretting that decision at all. But um, <laughs> I was just thinking... Why? And I know I keep talking about it, but why didn't they do Amiibos for ARMS? That's pretty weird, now that I think about it.
1: Yeah, I was really surprised, because when they released the Guardian Amiibo with the stretchy ARMS, I was like, oh, well, there you go, ARMS Amiibo, that's happening. Why didn't they put the Guardian in ARMS? Lost their confidence in the game? Because it seems like they're not releasing amiibo for everything now. After the Animal Crossing amiibo sat on the shelves for
2: ages and ages, they still do. So I think
1: they <laughs> didn't want to risk it with a new IP. Yeah,
2: um, it's it's interesting. Um, I I don't really know. Like, does anyone know how arms um, did? I think the last thing I read on it was a court. They estimate a quarter of Switch people own it, which is. I think that's, that's big. not bad. That's like a pretty good attach rate. I feel like it's a game that sold well,
1: but people kind of dropped off it when they realized it wasn't really for them. It seemed to be like the Nintendo Titanfall, I guess. Where it was this <laughs> yeah. really hyped wow. up thing. This new IP gonna come in and change everything, and then people were like, oh, it's yeah.
0: fine. But,
2: yeah. Cool. I just well, don't know, like, if I see, it. like, Splatoon, to me, when that came out, it was, it was Nintendo's oh, yeah, first new no IP no in a Splatoon. while. Um, you could kind of see the appeal, and obviously I feel like right now, it's it's one of those franchise. it's a Nintendo franchise now, do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but I just yeah. don't know if I see it for ARMS. I don't know if ARMS has legs, after all. <laughs> oh, I could be wrong. <laughs> um, there there, Josh. Yeah.
0: Who knows? Splatoon has legs. It's got a version 3 update with oh, a whole yeah. bunch of new stuff, a whole expansion. They yeah, spent a whole lot of time on Splatoon. It's It's really, as you say, James, it's a it's a Nintendo franchise now. It's here for the long haul. Here for good. Um, I'm so, so happy a...
1: that this game has just clicked on with people because I, like, I just loved it when it first came out. I loved the concept when it was revealed. I loved playing it. It's just such a Nintendo game. Like They took the concept of a shooter and just totally messed up everything that you normally associate with that genre. It's a really... Like There's no toxic environment to worry about online. It's got mechanics that run totally contrary to what's usual in a shooter. It's just bright and fun, and
0: oh, it's just so nice to play. You say there's no toxicity, but every time I die, someone like, does an ink tea bag on me, and I don't appreciate it. It's bullying.
1: <laughs> I've never had that, actually. Oh my
0: god, maybe I'm just trash at the game. <laughs> I don't know. But yes, I get that quite a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're adding more stuff for ranked people, so if you've been playing it a bunch and you're at S-plus rank and... Don't know where to go from here. Now you go to Rank X, which is a weird one to choose, but sure, Rank X. Uh, And there's a whole expansion for the single-player stuff um, where you get to play as Octolings, which is apparently very exciting. I I didn't play any of the campaign for either games, but it looks really cool from the trailer. They put a lot of effort into that whole presentation. It was really cool looking.
1: Yeah. Like, people have been speculating that um, pretty much this exact expansion would be coming out for a while based off a few hints within the World Hub, and the fact that they've kind of been hinting at Octolings for a while. The Octolings are the antagonists of the... Well, they're one of the antagonists. They're sort of like Mm. the underlings for the big evil Octopus people. And they've had their models and like data that allows you to play as the characters just sitting there, and hackers have been able to play as them and people have thought that they've been coming since the first Splatoon.
0: Interesting. So for it to actually happen now, people are really excited. Well, yeah, it's coming <laughs> out in winter our time, so not very far, only within the next few months. You can buy it now, and you get a whole bunch of gear for your ink squid person. Uh, Let's talk separate, about right? the price. Okay, it's $30 in Australia. What do you think about that, James? No, what do you think? You first. Oh, okay, I... Assuming it's a, you know, reasonable single-player campaign, it looks like there, you know, who knows how much actual sort of content is in it, but to me a, you know, a story expansion is $30, it's sort of on the upper end of what you'd get for most DLC packs, but I don't think that's unreasonable, based on what little we know about it anyway. I think there was 25 levels in the Splatoon 2 campaign,
1: right? And they've said that there's 80 levels in this DLC. Oh, okay. So, $30 seems totally fine to me.
2: Ooh. Yeah, I, I don't really have a problem with it. I was just going to ask what you guys thought. Uh, I, <laughs> oh, okay, I thought you were about to get stuck into it. I, I misread <laughs> your um, uh,
0: misread your intentions.
2: <laughs> no, I purposely intended for that to happen, and it did. And I'm glad. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> Great, let's hug it out. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think... Mm, I do think it is pretty high up there. Um, but, yeah... I, I've got to wait and see, I guess. I will I think I'm going to buy it regardless, because I really... I love Splatoon's mechanics. Like, I think they would lend themselves to a fantastic kind of story mode with cool choreographed sequences and boss fights and stuff. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. I thought the, the, the trailer, the reveal and stuff, was very, um, like... And the the trailer we'll talk about next as well, like just so very edgy, it's very like edgy and not like Nintendo um, yeah, it was at all. It's very slick. Uh, mm.
1: It's got this really unique style to it.
2: Yeah. Um. I thought the song was awful, but the visuals and the, the art <laughs> was just great. Like really cool. Um. Even like send a, throw, there was a throwback to two pack in that jams on Twitter. <laughs> Wait, what? <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um. But there was like a throwback to two pack in that clip. Did you guys notice that? Was it no. like when the characters were like wearing um the the thing on the head like two like the do rag? In, in yeah, like huh. I don't know. That's just so bizarrely non Nintendo, but I thought it was great. <laughs> that's really cool. I'm going to watch it again after this and
0: try and pick that out. I was did, yeah. I, with the previous Splatoon campaigns, did they have much focus on characters like the playable character, or is this sort of? Uh, Surprisingly
1: so, actually. Not so much the playable character, but there was a lot of lore that got fleshed out. And in the first game especially, it was really surprising. Like, I was not expecting that at all.
2: Yeah, like, I'm calling it now. I feel like the character you play as isn't actually an Octoling. That's my prediction. But we'll see what happens. Undercover agent. cool twist. She's like an undercover... Yeah, that'd be really cool
0: yeah I just thought it really interesting that the trailer really focused on this single character sort of tried to you know gave them a unique style and you know was really heavily focused on them so maybe it's going to be a bit more character focused than sort of generic character in a really cool world who knows that could be an interesting way to to take the dlc cool uh any other thoughts splatoon was before we get into the real meat and potatoes of the direct I've got
1: to stop. I'll just keep talking about Splatoon. (laughs) Otherwise, okay.
2: Yeah, no. I'm pretty good.
0: Well, yeah, they did the old uh, one more thing and started playing a video that was full of Splatoon (laughs) characters. And I, as I was watching this, I was just thinking, are they are they splatting? They're splatting out something. This is going to be important, isn't it? And then. I didn't realize was just like, was "No, it can't them, be! It can't be! They're not doing it." I surely. was fully expecting them to like zoom out, and it's like, haha, They've been making the pattern of a logo on the ground, but they didn't do that. But then it's like suddenly the inkling just stops in their tracks, looks up at something, and you see a reflection in their eye of it the Smash Rose logo, the Book of Revelations playing out in front of them. <laughs> uh, yes, and lo, <laughs> the the squids did squirt. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then there's a Smash logo, and it's and it's in her eyes, and then it's on fire. And then there's all the other Smash people. Smash Bros, it's coming to Switch in 2018. And we know nothing else beyond that and the fact that the inkling it. And it in might it, be a port,
1: It ah, might not be. <laughs> but, ah! It was a damn good
0: trailer, so though. Oh, my good. God. Like, honestly, it reminded me of the Smash Wii U, like, character reveal trailers. I'd always, I don't know, I'd watch those and have that feeling of, oh, my God, did they just do what I think they did? They did. Ah! And, like, I haven't had that for a long time. And it happened again. I'm really happy about it.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited. Like, I I love going through the highs and lows of the Smash hype. Like, you get hyped for all the things that could happen, you get pissed off about the things that don't. But in the end, even for the games that haven't been as enjoyable as the others, it's still been a really good ride.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
2: I think, um, I wish I watched this live, um, because I knew Smash Bros was announced before I watched the Direct, um, (laughs) which kind of sucks. I hope Um, I didn't spoil that for you. I was just very excitedly screaming. Oh, no, I saw it everywhere. (laughs) We spoiled the
1: marketing material.
2: Trust me. Like, even, like... And that's the thing I feel, like... It just signifies how big the Switch is and how Nintendo's just turned themselves around. I saw companies like like Netflix, like, doing their own version of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, everybody was making memes out of the eye reflection. And, um... It's just crazy to think it's got, but it does. Like you kind of forget, Smash Bros is the game that everybody played on Nintendo sixty four, and I, I harp on about it quite a bit all the time. But the Switch has got so many people back in who haven't played games since then. Do you know what I mean? Um, So I think this is a pretty big deal. This is Nintendo's like really big holiday game this year. Yeah, Um, I think you're right. I've talked to a lot of people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've talked to a lot of people at my work who like they're. Nintendo they haven't played a Nintendo console since like N64 or maybe GameCube if you're lucky and like they've all just been saying oh man I wonder if Smash is going to come to the Switch and everyone's extremely happy that it is it's like yeah all the all these sort of lapsed Nintendo players are coming back and they're getting all the good stuff that they want
2: I think um it was it's amazing it was really really smart the way that Nintendo kind of dovetailed the Splatoon sequence into more Splatoon stuff at the beginning of the Smash trailer yeah. was really, really clever. Because I was kind of, I w- if I was watching that live, I would have been like, "Oh, cool, they're gonna like port the first game over or something." Oh, it and got then... me so
0: badly because so
1: I, I, I kind of guessed on. I was like, like I was kind of piecing it together and freaking out because I didn't think that they would jump into a Smash reveal right at the end with the exact characters who were probably at the top of my wish list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like... And, like, everyone's been going on about Smash for ages. For it to actually happen, it was pretty cool. It's kind sort of, of, of nuts
2: fun. to think that they haven't... The Inklings didn't make it in for any of the DLC for Wii U. Like, I find that really odd. Um I think yeah. they
1: were just saving them to use them to plug the new game, honestly. Because, like, Splatoon was huge. Everyone knew it was huge. There was Splatoon tie-ins in every game except Smash, basically. And I th- I honestly believe that they would have placed highly in the ballot as well, but I don't think the ballot was to determine DLC characters like they said. I think that was to determine all the characters to plug this game with. Yeah,
0: I know. Like I I was sort of under the impression that the whole thing was going to be about thirty minutes long, and it got to thirty minutes, and they were just finishing up Splatoon. I was like. Oh, so so Smash isn't happening. I sort of yeah, had this longer, weird thought it? in my head. Yeah, it ended up being like 34 minutes or something. But because it's streaming, you don't see how long it is until it's finished. I was like, oh, okay, that's it. And then they did one more thing, and I, oh, it, uh, it was just such a roller coaster. Watching it live was the best thing. I'm so glad that I was late for work in order to do that. <laughs> um, yeah. So any other Smash thoughts before we finish up our general thoughts on the direct?
1: I'm really curious to see whether it's a port or an enhanced port or whatever. Oh, yeah. Because I have the feeling that it's going to be plugged as a new game, but might not necessarily feel like a new game. Honestly, I I'll personally be happy
2: with that. have. Yeah, I have no issue if they do take what they had in the Wii U Smash Bros., pretend the 3DS version didn't exist, and just do everything they wanted to do, plus more for this. Because um, as we know. I think Ice Climbers were cut because they couldn't get them working on the 3DS. Um, that's mm. why they split Zelda and Sheik into two characters. Um, I just like Let's the idea... the Pokemon
1: of, trainer. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like, I just like the idea of them being able to do what they want again. And I also really want Kamik to be in it. I don't know why, I've just felt like he would fit in really <laughs> well. <laughs> like, they need a Yoshi villain, and that's the perfect one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously Ridley, but, you know, who knows.
1: <laughs> That's never going to happen. The second too big um, Sakurai came out and said he's working on the game, I'm like, oh, well, there goes Ridley. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Um, but then, like, Steve, I think I was talking to you earlier today about um, the time between the games. Like, it's not really... If they've really been working on it since Smash Wii U finished, um, finished up, like, it could be a new game, like, it's possible... Yeah, it's longer um, than you realized. like care. when I was
1: looking at the release dates, it's, it was like, oh, well, it was that long ago, okay, yeah, this this won't be a port, I don't think.
2: Mm, like, I don't really care either way, like, I'm happy that it's happening quite, it's way sooner than I expected, I wouldn't expect it this year, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But, definitely. let's just, I really, I really, really hope they don't delay it, because I know that Nintendo sometimes can't do, you know? No, nah, oh, I think they're December counting 21st. on it to push their online service. So yeah. I don't. I, I think even if it's not done, it's coming out
0: in September. Yeah, it's definitely going to be like the big headliner for when that arrives.
2: And that's the thing. Like I feel like with Smash as well, there's just like so much opportunity to kind of release it, and then that's this one Smash game you're going to have for the whole generation. So they can just keep adding stuff to it. Yeah. Mm. Um. Like, imagine if Bandai announced. Dragon Ball Fighters was coming to Switch, but also they're adding Goku to Smash right now to like coincide. Oh my with
1: god! It. Could you imagine? Um,
2: you know, imagine he's if like the last meme Arms there. Two comes out and Ribbon Girl is going into Smash like at the same time. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It. I so just think options. there's really cool opportunities to kind of keep people coming back to Smash because it is. It's like one of those staple games. I would argue everyone who are into Wii, Wii U, or GameCube or 64 owned a copy of Smash Bros for each you know
0: Mm. or played it fairly
2: heavily at least it's kind of
0: yeah a staple as you
2: say it's just a game that's just got so much longevity and you know (laughs) big publishers like Ubi are trying to turn all their games into services and get people coming back to them but the Nintendo kind of does it effortlessly with games like Smash Bros yeah like they had it
1: on the Wii where you couldn't add DLC even if you wanted to but people were playing Brawl for ages
2: Mm. it's nuts yeah, but yeah, we'll s- hopefully the online works. That's my only real hope. And the bayonet is back. <laughs> yes,
1: oh, your bayonet will be back.
2: Cool. Um, so overall I thoughts so.
0: on the on the direct? Like, I saw a lot of people kind of unhappy with how port heavy it was, and I imagine you might be a little <laughs> bit of that way, James, with how we've talked about how you basically played every worthwhile Wii U game, so half of it's not really relevant, but. I don't know, yeah. I was overall pretty like ha- happy with it.
2: Yeah, like I said, I acknowledge that, you know, not everybody played every Wii U game, whereas, you know, because of the nature of us being Vux people, we probably, well, I know I played a lot more <laughs> than most people have, um, yeah. but, like, it's uh, it's a pretty packed first half of the year, for sure, for Nintendo now, yeah. which is nice. Like they didn't waste a minute of the thirty-five-ish
0: minutes that they spent on this. Like it was just packed full of stuff.
2: Yeah. Um, oh, they did for Dylan's rolling with, but no, um, <laughs> they didn't spend that much. Right? Well, they spent too much. That's all you need to know. No, but um, no, I think it, I think it was a really good showing. It was like pretty. It, like it made me want to buy Mario Tennis, and I never thought that would be something I would do. You know, so. I think it was pretty, pretty good showing for sure. Um, I'm keen to see all the new games that will be coming out second half of the year. Yeah. Like Yoshi. Where was Yoshi? Um, yeah. Yeah, Josh. Cool. Uh,
0: <laughs> thoughts, uh, thoughts?
1: Yeah, I, I normally end up being one of those disappointed people at the end of a lot of directs, I think. But this Platoon stuff and the Smash stuff alone, Pushed it into being one of my favorites. And then it had a lot of nice little extra things as well. Like, uh, you've got a few ports coming over, you've got Undertale and the confirmation that Game Maker works on Switch now. Uh, they made me a bit more confident in Mario Tennis, which I want to like, but I'm not too confident in it. Um, more information on Octopath, which sounds good. And yeah, like, just the really cool uh, Splatoon and Smash stuff. A few tiny extras overall really good.
0: Yeah. Like I kind of have a similar thought. Like a lot of it was, it was games that we already knew about, but some of the extra information that they gave made me either suddenly interested or way more interested than I was like the Kirby star allies. I was, I was fairly keen for it anyway, but you know, the extra characters that they're adding make me extremely happy about it. I'm keen as heck for dark souls, but I really, really want that amiibo. There's just like lots of really cool (laughs) little things. And Smash at the end just sealed the deal for me. Like, you could put nothing in that first 30 minutes and just have a confirmation of Smash and I'd be happy, but I'm, I'm an easy person to please oh, that yeah. way.
1: Yeah, and I also like that third-party games are getting the Amiibo because, like, it's a bit selfish, but with me only really having Amiibo to write about on my site <laughs> now, it's good that I don't have to just rely on Nintendo.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, Cool, yeah. So, as yeah as James said, I think... I th- I think this sets up a reasonably good first half. It's it doesn't give us too much for the later half, but it's you know it gives us some stuff. I'm I think the Switch is not going to have as big a year the second year as the first. Like you're never going to have the best Zelda be game really of all time <laughs> and you know an incredibly good possibly best Mario game of all time both coming out again in the next year. It's hard to really rival that. But and I, I think they set it up pretty well. I'm I'm going to be happy. I have a Switch still cool cool um
2: yeah me too i i i've kind of when people are like oh do you regret buying your switch and it's like no like zelda <laughs> and mario like no. were pretty good like i had issues with zelda but generally both amazing games and all you know i've had all these other cool games that i could play out and about as mm. in, in in my on my lunch break, but um, yeah. I, I don't know. Like it's, <laughs> I think it's been a great first year, and I think the second year will be really good too. Even if I will probably buy a little bit less than I did first year. So yeah, that's fine.
0: Considering how much we all bought for the Switch the first year, it's probably okay to have it slow down ever so slightly. Cool. Um, well, yeah. Unless we have anything more, I think that will wrap up our uh, little chat that ended up going roughly double as long as the direct itself,
2: so you just know that we're good and detail-oriented. <laughs> uh, so, Game Explained. Somebody Watch did it. a podcast this long on just the Smash Bros. teaser, so I <laughs> so feel like we're doing pretty okay. <laughs> we are positively... Just very
0: reasonable by that metric. Um, but yes, if you want to read more about all the stuff that we've been talking about, there's some informative articles on VOOKS.net. Uh, that's books, but with a V. Um, and yeah, all the major news stories are there. All the trailers are attached if you don't want to watch the whole thing. Or just go watch the direct. It's just over half an hour, it's not that long. Um, yeah, we're on all the social bits and pieces YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just look for VOOKS, we're there. Um, Yeah, I'm Stephen. You can find me on Twitter, at Stephen Impson. Uh, What about James? Where can we find you?
2: Just on Twitter, um, at Jam, so A-T-J-A-M-Z. And
1: Josh, where are you at? I am Mario Bones, Mario underscore underscore
0: Bones. I've got a second underscore because I'm really cool. That's a different reason to last time, but I like this one. (laughs) Um, Just go with it. But, yeah, so I hope you had a a wonderful time listening. It was a a good, fun episode, lots of fun stuff to talk about. Um, But, yeah, we'll catch you again in another two weeks' time. Hope you have a wonderful time between now and then, and we'll catch you around next time. See you later.
2: Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Yeah, bye.